welcome to Driving Discussions. In this series, we discuss the forces that affect road fuels globally. And one of those key forces is shipping, which is the topic of today. And for this reason, you will find this podcast as well under the uh, Weight of Freight series. In our last diesel podcast, we touched upon how the European shore position will shape the global flows and the shipping market, which is to become a central element for the supply of diesel into Europe, particularly from February 2023 onwards, once Russian diesel is phased out. In this podcast, we will focus into the availability of long-range vessels and specifically LR2 ships to supply that diesel into Europe. My name is Alfonso Brocal, European Business Development Manager for Oil Products at Argus Media. And to help us to better understand this topic, we have here with us today, John Ollett, Deputy Editor of the Freight Team in London. Hello, John, good afternoon and welcome back. Thank you, Alfonso. John. Will there be enough LR2 uh, ships to supply Europe with diesel? Yes, there will most definitely be enough ships to provide coverage for any diesel cargoes coming into Europe. Um, I know that this has been a big concern among uh, the larger traders, but the fleet is large enough um, for any shifts in the in the trade. But the significant point is going to be how much is it going to cost? So there will always be capacity, but it might be very expensive. Okay, so that's great. So you you reassure the reassure us that that the uh, uh, the diesel will will be able to flow, but obviously uh, uh, that will have an impact in price. What what will be that price? Do we do we have an estimation? Certainly. Well, we can see at the moment that we've hit six million dollars for a shipment and even up as high as six and a half million for a shipment from the Mideast Gulf into Europe. Um, we could definitely see those sorts of levels repeated and potentially even higher. But I think <clears throat> when we're looking at that, we also have to have a look at what demand is going to be like. Um, and we've seen evidence that diesel demand has dropped off slightly in Europe. And we've also seen evidence of uh, shipments not being as high as expected between the Mideast Gulf and Europe. So that potentially could free up some tonnage capacity and keep the rates down. But theoretically, if we're going on current size and current volumes, we could definitely exceed the $6 million per shipment mark. We could move up to eight. We could even move up to 10, depending on the um, structure of demand in 2023. Specifically as well, the way that the routes are going to change is that at the moment, uh, anywhere between 30 and even up to 50% of Europe's diesel comes in from Russia. And that comes on 30,000 tonne uh, handy side ships. Now that is going to be phased out from February 2023, but from what we're hearing, the phase out is even happening right now in December. Uh, a lot of the contracts at the moment are long-term contracts. They're booked on an annual basis, so they will be expiring at the end of December. And actually, given that those handy size markets are typically booked anywhere from five to ten days ahead, um, we could see it ending potentially before Christmas. 
and that will be the end of Russian diesel because those contracts cannot be extended or renegotiated or anything because of the EU sanctions. So instead, we'll see um, people switching to the much larger 80 to 90,000 ton LR2 vessel size and bringing it in from the Mideast Gulf and even potentially as far as China. So those handy sizes, which will then be freed up to pursue other cargoes, will not be used to bring diesel into Europe anymore. So they won't be, you won't see the handy sizes going to the Mideast Gulf and carrying the diesel into Europe because it's not an economical voyage for a ship of that size. You're going to be looking at the larger LR2s. Um, so that's how European imports are, are potentially going to evolve. We're going to see LR2s coming in from the Mideast Gulf, and we're going to see potentially even LR2s coming from as far away as China. We've seen one of those books so far, uh, but I don't know if that's a trend that's going to continue. But that is going to be the, the key vessel class for the future. And that is going to be where Europe is looking for diesel demand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's clear that obviously, regardless what the overall demand is in Europe, the, the relationship between between uh, Handy's moving Russian uh, diesel and uh, the uh, LR2's moving uh, uh, diesel uh, coming east of Suez, obviously that that relationship is going to change, and the volumes imported into those uh, on board of those long long range shipments is is definitely set to rise. How this will you already mentioned a little bit how this will impact the routes and the rates uh, and the economics of the of the clean tankers fleet uh, at all levels, right? So Handys mm -hmm. and MRs, LR2s, VLCCs. Yes. Um, so the most significant size that is also going to be affected is Aframaxes on the dirty side. So an LR2 and an Aframax are essentially the same ship. Um, and the reason that there will always be enough LR2s is because the Aframax, the, the crude carrying side of the Aframax LR2 fleet is considerably larger. Um, so once LR2 rates become high enough, there is the potential to pull these Aframaxes across from the crude carrying side to the clean product side. So there is a much larger fleet there to be drawn on. On top of this, Aframax is where we're expecting to see a decline in overall ton miles, again, because of Russian sanctions. So traditionally, the Baltic to Europe route and the Black Sea to Mediterranean and Black Sea to North Europe routes are both Aframax crude trades. Um, those routes are obviously now going away from the 5th of December. They are now sanctioned trades. So it's freeing up uh, a lot of Aframaxes um, to potentially do other things. Now, currently, as we speak, Aframax rates are about around the highest that they've ever been. It's been incredibly busy, especially with a lot of people stocking up on as much crude as they can before the sanctions come in. But we don't really expect this to continue into 2023. So there is the opportunity for these ships to clean up, to become clean tankers, mm -hmm. um, and then to move into the LR2 market. Now, there are a couple of problems with that. Uh, they will, it costs anywhere from 250,000 to half a million to clean these ships. And it can take, you know, it can take a week for a ship that large. So it's, it's not that they can flip flop back and forth. The owners are going to have to make the decision. Are they going to be clean or are they going to be crude? And they will only do it if the rates are high enough.
because again with the clean tankers um, charterers tend to prefer the newer ships they tend to prefer the ships that are traditionally clean um, especially if it's going to be jet fuel another another major commodity that flows from the Mideast Gulf to Europe so um, the jet fuel charterers will always go for a, a traditional clean ship if they can diesel charterers may be a bit more flexible so that is the what we're going to draw on for um, to expand the LR2 fleet. Conversely, we are actually seeing the complete opposite of this in Asia at the moment, because there has been so much of a draw in Asia to, to stock up on crews and to basically to stock up on everything. We've actually seen um, Aframax uh, time charter rates, which is uh, the dollar per day rate that a ship generates and is roughly and is basically an owner's revenues from a voyage. Uh, we've seen time charter rates for Aframaxes exceed those for LR2s, making it more profitable for a clean tanker owner to actually take a crude cargo and use and operate in the crude market. Um, if a ship is uh, particularly focused on the clean market, if it's traditionally a clean ship, um, sometimes even if those time charter rates are out of whack, a ship owner won't take a dirty cargo because it is so difficult um, to switch from being a dirty ship back to being a clean ship. Switching from a clean ship to being a dirty ship is easy. You just fill it full of crude. The, the, clean, um, the clean product won't pollute the crude, but any crude residue will pollute a clean product that you put in that vessel. So at the moment we are seeing in the market basically the exact opposite of what we expect to see in january and february um and and uh, beyond that so that's basically what's um how, how the fleet is going to shrink and expand depending on what the demand for lr2s are like and what the demand for aframaxes are like now as with handy sizes, these Aframaxes are being freed up because they're no longer operating on the Black Sea to Med and Baltic to Ara routes. Um, so those Russian cargoes are, are obviously still going to be shipped, but we're seeing them shipped more on Suez Maxes and potentially even VLCCs, the two larger sizes of ship. Um, so that is where we're, going, where we're going to see a very big increase in ton miles. Uh, ton miles is, is how many miles uh, a ton travels and is a, a good industry measure for what rates are going to be. The higher the ton miles, the higher freight costs are going to be. So we're going to see a lot more ton miles, uh, especially for Suez Maxes, Black Sea to India and potentially even Black Sea to China. Um, we're also going to see some higher ton miles for VLCCs, uh, which is going to be supplying US Gulf crude, West African crude and, and maybe even Mideast Gulf crude to Europe. Um, so they are going to see a lot more business. They're going to be a lot more expensive, but those aren't traditionally Aframax trades. So we're expecting to see a bit of a drop off there in Aframaxes, despite how tight the market is. Thanks, John. So the dirty tankers, or there will be some owners who are willing at a price to 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 use the uh, uh, the Aframaxes or dirty tankers and uh, cleaning them so they can they can carry diesel, diesel and and jet. Do we have uh, the uh, opposite, the opposite scenario where there are LR2s which are uh, uh, used to to carry uh, diesel that may be used for other trades, other products. 
Absolutely. So the mainstay cargo on LR2s at the moment is naphtha, and that has traditionally been the driver of, of rates. So if I take the um, diesel volumes between Mideast Gulf and Europe, for example, so we've seen a lot of a pickup in, we saw much higher volumes in June, much higher volumes in July, August and September, but we didn't necessarily see the same push in rates. It hasn't been really until um, midway through November that we've really seen LR2 rates pick up. And that was driven not by those diesel shipments that we've seen being higher. It was driven instead by a rush of naphtha shipments. So at the moment, naphtha is the real driver of freight rates. Um, and it is not really in the same situation for 2023 that it was at the beginning of 2022. So we've had extended lockdowns in China and we saw a number of uh, petrochemical producers come out over the last couple of weeks and say that they've lost an awful lot of money and they're in danger of shutting down. So we could potentially see they've already not been requiring as much naphtha because of the COVID lockdowns in China. If they shut down, that's going to be an even bigger blow to East Asian naphtha demand. On top of that, um, petrochemicals in other Asian nations, Japan, South Korea, etc., has been pretty weak. Um, so the demand for naphtha there is also very low. And a lot of them have been renegotiating their 2023 contracts to reduce the amount of naphtha that they require. So with that set to be lower, it's going to free up a lot of LR ships to carry diesel between the Mideast Gulf and Europe. And therefore it's going to hopefully keep freight rates a bit lower and a bit more affordable um, for everybody involved. Okay, fantastic, uh, John. Thank you very much for your uh, analysis. So the picture is not that gloomy. And uh, thank you again for being here today and sharing your knowledge. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for other episodes of uh, driving discussions and the uh, weight of freight. And for more information on Argus Global Refined Products coverage, please visit argusmedia.com forward slash oil dash products. Stay safe and see you next time. Thank you.